Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Philippians, the second chapter. The first verse, I want to give you just some context of this scripture, and then we're going to get into our subject. We're going to get real quick. Philippians, the second chapter, first verse, it says, If there be any consolation in Christ... If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of, and mercies, listen to this, y'all. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be, what, y'all, like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Somebody say mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own, on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Then it wraps it up in this. Paul is so wise. Just in case you can't, just in case you can't do all those things or you don't know how to wrap your mind around these, he's, he's he encapsulated in this verse right here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul was so wise. He said, in case, in case you don't know all the vainglory and all that stuff, let me, let me give you, let me give you a cheat sheet. If you would simply let, the, let your mind that you have, let the mind that you have, if you would just take on the mind of Jesus. All this stuff that seemed like it's so hard to do, I just stated in the previous verses, it would take care of itself. If you would let this mind that's in you, if you let, you let Jesus' mind, somebody tell somebody, let, 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 let Jesus' mind take over. Somebody say, let Jesus' mind. I want to use it for a subject today. The right state of mind. Somebody say the right. State of mind. You may be seated. Somebody say the mind. The mind is a powerful, 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 powerful thing. Somebody say it's powerful. I seen the mind be so strong that people can can uh, can can go underwater and stay underwater for for minutes longer than than the body is humanly supposed to. I th I seen the mind where people's body is failing them, and and yet and still their mind and their will is and their constitution is so strong that they won't die until their son or their daughter comes in a room and says goodbye. Somebody say the mind. The mind is the battlefield. God knows that. In his word of God, it says that it's with the mind that we serve God. You think you serve God through your hands. You think you serve God through your hallelujah and your dance and the tongue that you speak in. No, no, no. That is just an expression of what's in your spirit. But it is with the mind that we serve God. Why? Because the mind is the central processing unit, uh, just like your computer that tells everything else what to do. I, I can't twist my finger unless my mind first tells it to do it. That's when the devil comes to us at night. That's when the devil tries to sow seeds in our spirit and in our mind at a young age because he knows if I can infect your mind, your body will follow. 
If I can affect your mind, your decisions will, will follow. So that's the reason the devil tries to get us early, to get us messed up all in the mind. Once he gets messed up in the mind, uh, he doesn't have to worry about you being saved because you'll be saved and, and, and reckless. You'll be saved and ineffective. You'll be saved and, and won't know how to build bridges with people. You'll simply always be tearing, tearing the kingdom down. Well, God said, it is with the mind that I desire for you to serve me. It's with, my, it's with your mind that I desire for you to speak to people and to show love and make decisions. Somebody say decisions. We make decisions with the mind whether we're going to cuss them out or we're going to bless them. You see what I'm saying? We serve God with our minds. The New Living Translation says this. Um, number, um, verse 3, it says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others better than you, than you think of yourselves. Do not look out only for your own interests, but take, the interest, take an interest of others too. Look at this. You must have the same attitude that Jesus had. Somebody say attitude. We're talking about mindsets. How many of you know that, that, that mindsets are important? Many of us, we, we, we had a little long weekend or whatever, and, you know, about 5 o'clock tonight, we're going to be like, oh, Lord. People get the, sun, the, sun, the Sunday night blues, like, like I got to go in that job. But, just, just, but you, do you remember when you got that call from HR saying that you got the job? And how you told everybody you were so excited and you was about floating on a cloud when you went in that place. You had a mindset then, but do you see how slowly that we, we can get disillusioned and we can get too familiar and, and, and going to the same job, the same atmosphere, the same pay with the same co-worker, but the only thing changed was our mindset. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that, 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 that is a mindset person. See, here, here are three things, for, the, for note takers, here are three things that can affect your, 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 your mindset. Somebody say state of mind. The first thing is routine. I'm a routine person. My wife would tell you and everybody else that kind of tends to me when I get here, if my routine is off, I'm, I'm snappy, I'm quiet, I'm, I'm, I'm all these things. And, and, uh, just to let you know, like Saturday night, that's me, if somebody invites me to a lot of stuff on, on Saturdays, I got to be done by like 5 o'clock. Because by, by like 6 o'clock, my mind starts shutting down because I'm thinking about my assignment for the next day. So I can be with you and I can leave you. Because I'm trying to get myself in the right state of mind. Because I realize, God, I got to stand up and I, 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 I want you to have your glory. I want people to be saved. And so I got to make sure that I'm in the right headspace. Anybody ever been that way? Something big or something important and you're trying to get in the right headspace? That's the reason, that's the reason headphones became so popular. You know why? Because, because athletes always like to listen to their music while they warming up and while they shooting and while they throwing the ball because they're trying to get their head, they're going to get their head in the, in the mind space because they realize through sports science and sports psychology that majority while you're using your physical body, the, the real thing that if your mind is all jumbled up and you can't concentrate, that strong body does you no good if your mindset is off. Somebody say state of mind. The second thing is your environment. There is a billion dollar industry based around your, you set in your environment. Bath and body works. Bath and body works. You go get a candle. They call it aromatherapy. 
or you, or you get, or uh, it's a new app on the phone called Calm, where you can pay them and they can, you can listen to brooks and you can listen to, to, to the oceans. Tell somebody environment. All those things change your state of mind. The world knows about this. But somehow in the, in the body of Christ, we, realize, we, we feel like every day is the same, our assignment is the same, and, what, and what, what the world already knows, what the kingdom has to catch up with, that the devil knows that if I can put the right things in front of you, that can I make the right person cut you off on your way to work, all of a sudden you can't rebound because that person cut you off and it changed your state of mind, and all of a sudden, well, this, this is going to be one of them days, and we give into it, then it's in our mind, then we speak it out of our mouth, and, and out of our out of buns of, of our heart, our mouth speaks, and then we start creating our future all because the devil did something he realized it don't take much to get your mind off because he knows it's with the mind that you serve God so if I can get your mind jumbled up if I can get your mind focused on what they're saying about you at the job if I can get your mind focused on paying a bill and what's going on you're never going to serve God you'll be saved but not serving and he's one I told you the devil, only thing the devil cares about is making us ineffective. He don't care about you. He got, he got billions of people he's taking to hell with him. He said, but look, look, I may lose you, but you'll never win anybody else for God. Because I got you all jumbled up in your mind. Somebody say state of mind. Some people can't, some people can't get going <laughs> until they had a cup of coffee. Oh, Lord. Just say amen and if you don't say out to amen, one or two. But somebody say state of mind. And we put so much faith in this substance. Don't nobody talk to me. You even get a mug. Don't talk to me till I have this cup. But we have put such confidence in a liquid <laughs> that we can't get we can't get going. We can't be productive. We can't do what our assignment is until we drink something. Somebody say state of mind. <laughs> you have to understand, people of God, that Paul, Paul, Paul was writing. Let me give you a little background. Paul was writing to the church of Philippi. This is an epistle. Epistle is a letter, uh, uh, or, or the letters, the, the books that Paul wrote are called the epistles. Those are letters that he wrote to the churches. Those are the churches that he was, he was the apostle over starting, and he was helping them because they were going through various issues within the church. Now, it, it is not an established church like this. These are newborn, new baby infant churches, and so he's helping them out. You got to understand that the church of Philippi was one of the strongest, most, most profitable churches that Paul started. In fact, whenever he was talking about letters, thank you for supporting me. That, that Philippi was one of the churches that, 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 were, that were sending him offerings and sending seed to him to make sure that his mission kept going so that he can go set up the other churches. Somebody say that Philippi. That Philippi. They were influential. But you guess what? How many know when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you start doing things for God and when you start being effective for God that the enemy is right around the corner? If, if, if the devil can't get you off, off, off course, what he's trying to do is try to pervert what God has started. And so what happened in, in the church of Philippi is that the devil started sowing seeds of false teachers in the church of Philippi. And they start, they start teaching strange doctrines. And they started mixing a little bit of Jesus Christ with some, with some, with some other strange doctrines. And what it started doing, it started, it started, uh, it started creating schism and division in the church. And, and, uh, look, tell somebody that, that the church, uh, it's still under attack the same way it was at the beginning. 
You want a church to divide? Let people say, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way, I didn't, I didn't want to sit right there. I wanted to sit in the back. Why he give me that parking space? He know I always park here. She always in pastor face. He always in pastor face. The devil don't try nothing new, y'all. If he, wants to, if he wants to make a church ineffective, ineffective, let him start sowing division. Let him start looking, looking. By, see, Paul said right here, he said, esteem your brother and your sister above yourself. If I'm putting you above me, I can't be jealous of you. I can't be mad at you because my job is to bless you and trust and put fidelity in you, my brother and my sister, that you're going to love me the same measure that I'm loving you. So there is no room for schism. There is no room for division. Somebody say, somebody say unity. He said, before you unify physically, I need you to unify having one mind. That we're all here for the same purpose. You may do something else. The toe may do something different from the hand. The hand may do something from the heart. But we're all in the same body. And unless we work together, the body is going to hurt. The body is going to be ineffective. Somebody say, we are all the body. We are all the body. But here, but, but Paul also wrote a letter to the Romans in Romans 12 and 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present first your bodies as a living sacrifice. It needs to be first holy, then it needs to be acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You living holy and you keeping what God said to do is nothing special. It is your reasonable service. He said, and be not conformed to this world. But rather, I need you to be transformed, not by the raiment that you put on, not for the skirt that's down to the floor, not for the doily that's on your head, not for the t-shirt that says God is dope, not, 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 but, not, no, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody touch and say, God, renew my mind. <laughs> renew my mind let me tell you something let me tell you something oh because I'm going through it right now we're here to move back to a house we used to live in and we're doing renovation how about 18 years old and let me tell you something it is easier to do construction than to do renovation because renovation is messy renovation is dusty renovation you got to tear things down before you build it back up tell somebody I need to renovate I need a written. And what, that's what Paul said. He said, I don't need you just to I don't need you just to, to try to serve God with the mind you got. You need to be transformed. See, staying the way you are and your stinking thinking like you are has got you in this mess. But the only way it's got you conforming to this world, this world system of thinking. But if you're gonna be transformed, the only way you're gonna truly change and be transformed is if you change in the mind first. By the renewing of it. But renewal is renovation. Somebody can write that down. Renewal is renovation. And renovation is messy. Sometimes you don't, sometimes anybody ever watch HG, HGTV, Property Brothers and all that stuff? Uh, uh, that, them houses look good on the outside until they get in them walls. And when they get in the wall, they feel like some termites been in there all these years. And, and, and somebody, did a, somebody did a renovation job that was a poor job a couple of years ago and realized the floor is being put up by some soda cans and a cinder block. And they say, you know what? We got to tear all this out and bring it up to code. That'll preach. We got to tear all this out and we got to bring it up to modern day standards. Somebody say the standard. 
Sometimes when we are renewing our mind, we got to get behind the walls. How did I begin to think like that? Why are my responses like that? When people talk to me, why are my responses like that? Why is my response like that? When, when I walk in the room, why am I not trusting the people? Why am, I, why, why am I looking at people? Why am I so easily offended? Why do I got this hard exterior? Why can't I let people in? God said you need to get behind the walls. You need to see what's back there and something you got to tear down. And bring it up to the standard. Oh, God. What is the standard? The standard is the word of God. Let everything is going to be a lie except the word of God. Heaven and earth can pass away, but his word is going to stand forever. And God is challenging us today that if we really want to change our lives, how many of you want to change some things in your life? I don't care if you want to lose weight. I don't care if you want to learn to do, do discipline. I don't know if you want to start a new business. You'd be crazy to say the grand opening is today for my new business and you haven't studied a thing about it. You haven't, you haven't talked with other people in the, in, or in the industry about it. You have to put some things in your mind and renew it first. And the problem is, and I'm going to be honest, in the charismatic Holy Ghost movement, we think that everything can be solved with a hand laid on us and the devil is two lies. You got to renew your mind. Praying for you and, 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 and the spirit of deliverance only gives you an opening window so that you can think, move, and decide clearly. But it's still up to you to make a decision with your mind that I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to get my family back together. Somebody say make a decision with your mind. Is the power of God real? Yes, it's very much real. But the Spirit of God can only deliver you. But you got to walk out the prison. <laughs> it, 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 it can only open the gates, but you got to walk out the jail cell. Anybody getting blessed by this? And so there are three things I want to share with you. About a state of mind. And these are not exclusive, the exclusive three, but these are the three that God wanted me to bring to your attention today. Tell somebody, I've got to have a new state of mind. The first mind you need to have is an open mind. Somebody say open. Turn with me to 2 Kings, the fifth chapter. This is about a guy named Naaman. Naaman had leprosy. And he called in a favor to the king. He said, look, you know the prophet. And would you put a, would you put a good word in for me? Because I know when, when he speaks to people that, you know, he's been known for, for making sure that people get healed and people get delivered from leprosy. Because uh, back then, you know, leprosy was a death sentence. You end up, you know, your flesh and everything just rotted away and you just started falling apart. And the king said, yeah, look, I'm going to send him a whole bunch of treasure, a whole bunch of, he sold into the man that God said, hey, do me a favor and hook up my man Naaman. And, and would you pray for him so that the leprosy be gone? And Naaman ended up like kind of blowing it off. And the king got mad. He said, well, look, Naaman, just go ahead. I'm going to send this letter with you. And you go uh, to, to, to the prophet's house. And we're going to pick up right here at 9. It said, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But look at what happened, y'all. Anybody ever been like this? You knew somebody at the door, but you got real quiet. <laughs> Shh, y'all be quiet. <laughs> 
but Elijah sent a messenger out to him. He didn't let him come. He didn't let him come in the house. He said Elijah sent a message to him with, saying, "Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed from your leprosy." This was a test. Somebody say this was a test. Naaman came and said, okay, man, this, this guy's reputation is good. I'm going to go to him. I'm going to come and give him these gifts. He's going he gonna to wave his hand over me. He's going uh, no, he gonna, he gonna to wave his coat like Benny Hand. He's going to do something. You know, I'm going to fall out. I'm going to wake back up, and, and my leprosy going to be gone. How many of you know a lot of times we think we got God figured out how he's going to do something? But how many you know that God will never be figured out? When we think we got him paid, oh God, I know you're going to deliver me like this. I know I got until Friday at 5 o'clock. God, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it ahead. And God, we're going to come walking over this finish line with our head down. And, and, and all of a sudden, all you hear is crickets. God said, you're never going to have me figured out. But look at what, look at what he told him. I want you to dip yourself in the, in the river Jordan seven times, and then your skin will be restored, and you will be healed from your leprosy. And look at, look at Naaman's response. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. Look at what he said. I thought he would have certainly came out to meet me. Y'all see how we can be? The man that gave him, he done gave him a solution now. He gave him a solution that if you do this simple stuff and he's mad because you didn't give me VIP treatment. Y'all see how sometimes we, God is trying to bless us, but if it don't come in the vehicle, if it don't come with yellow polka dots and, 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 and a little spinner on it, if it didn't come like I had it in my mind, then I don't receive it. Look, 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 look at this. Then he said, he said, surely he would have came out and meet me. I expected him to wave his hand. Look, 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 y'all. Having faith in the, in, the, in the man rather than the God of a man. He said, hey, I figured he would have waved his hand over my leprosy and called on the name of the Lord his God to heal me. And look, look, then he started complaining about why he tell me the river Jordan. Look at these other rivers. Look, look. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and, and uh, Abana and, and, um, and Fapar better than the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned away in rage. Somebody say open mind. Could it be possible <laughs> that we are missing the very answers that God is trying to send to us all because we have a closed mind? That if it ain't wrapped up in like I like it, if the song ain't got the beat like I like it, if it ain't my favorite preacher, if it ain't my favorite prophet that comes in town, I can't receive it. Because my, 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 my palate has, has acquired such a taste that I can't receive it from any other means but how I want it. Newsflash. God does not serve your preferences. Oh, yes, he'll give you the desires of your heart. But, I, but I, will, I will submit to you that he gives the desires and put them in your heart so you want exactly what he has to give you. Contrary to popular belief, God is not your concierge. God is not your butler. He is your father. 
I wish my children would come to me and say, Daddy, I don't like that sandwich that way. Would you go get me some gray poupon and put it on instead of, instead of some French mustard? I would look at them like they was crazy. I'm your father. I provided you something to eat. And you got the, uh, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to say, I want it like this, God. And if you don't do it like this, and if you don't do it on a Wednesday, I don't want it. We will never say that with our words, but do we say that with our actions? Mindset. God is saying, he, he's saying that you have, have to have an open, an uh, open mind because I am God and I will not be painted in a corner and I will not be put in the box. When I move, I move how I want to, when I want to. I speak through a donkey, I speak through a child, I speak through a clap of thunder. I am God and you got to stop trying to put me in a box and trying to figure me out like you're watching your favorite movie and say, I know how this plot's going to figure out. You're going to end up putting yourself in a place where you are missing miracles and blessing all because your mind is closed to the possibility that God may use a sinner. God may use a crackhead. God may use your enemy, the one that stabbed you in the back to turn around and bless you and you are missing out on miracles all because your mind is closed. Somebody say, God forgive me for having a closed mind. But look at 13, y'all. He said, but one of his officers tried to reason with him and said, sir, if the prophet had told you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says something simple. Sometimes we're looking for God to give us something so prolific. My son, my daughter, thus saith the Lord of hosts. <laughs> see, see we, 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 we like to paint God in the realm of our preferences, how we were introduced to him. And he said, if he would have told you to do something complicated, you would have felt that was worthy because he was a prophet. But he told you to do something simple. Question, what are the simple things that you're not doing? Having love, having temperance, having patience. God, I want you to use me so prolifically. And I want you to know, would you do the simple things first? If you be faithful in a few things, in the little things, then you graduate up to big things. But we want God to do something big and prolific, mainly because there's pride involved. And we want people to say we're so spiritual. We want people to pat us on the back and say, oh, I know you spend time with God. God said, if you can do the simplest things, it's love and kindness that I've drawn them. It ain't no flowering words. As a matter of fact, Paul said, if you're speaking in tongues and all this stuff, sometimes it will confuse people that don't even understand it. But if you can just show simple love, if you can show simple courtesy, if you could just, if you could just show love and courtesy and, and give grace to people, that will do more for the kingdom than any tongue you could ever speak. That could do more for the kingdom than any dream you could ever interpret somebody. Tell somebody, tell somebody keep it simple. Just keep it simple. And look, 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 look. So he challenged them. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you thankful for people that you get permission to challenge you? He challenged Naaman. He said, and so Naaman went down to the river Jordan. He dipped himself seven times as the man of God instructed him, and his skin became healthy skin like that as of a child, and he was healed. After he got over himself, 
tell somebody, sometimes you got to get over yourself. Is that the truth in this place? It ain't enemies. It ain't naysayers. Naysayers is not haters. Sometimes we got to get over ourselves. And when he got over himself, he's like, man, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go and dip in this river. And the word of God said he was healed. I want you to write this down. You can't walk through an open door with a closed mind. We've been asking God, 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 I, I, I'm, so, I'm so ready for you to do this for me. I'm so ready for you to show yourself as God. And, but, but our mind is closed because we, 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 got, we think we got God figured out. But you can never walk through an open door with a closed mind. The second question I want to pose to you. Are you willing to let God take you to a destination in a vehicle that doesn't look like it will get there? <laughs> Look, we saying, God, oh God, I know I'm going to make it to, Lord, I know, but we don't know the way that we're going to take. We're thinking God's going to pick us up in, in, a, in, in, a, in a black suburban with the windows all tinted. And God sent us, God sent us in, a, in an old, old, old 1980 Nova. I mean, something that don't even look like it can make the journey. You know what God is saying? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? If you believe when I spoke that in your heart, you got to have the mindset that, God, I don't care how I get there. As long as I get there. If I got to go through a little heartache, if I got to go through a little heartbreak, if I got to go through a fiery furnace or two, if I got to make a couple enemies, it's going to be worth it all to be standing in the spot that God called me to. Somebody say state of mind. Number two. Somebody say number two. Number two is a fully committed mind. Fully committed. I'm reminded that Jesus came to a pool of Bethesda. It was during, it was during when, when, a, uh, uh, when a festival was going on, and there were a lot of people, there was a number of sick and impotent folk that the Word of God says that were by the sheep gate. There was a number of sick and impotent folk. And, and, and this man had enough favor that Jesus passed all those people and came directly to him. He said, man, he didn't ask him in his name. He didn't ask him where he was from. He said, do you want to be made whole? And his response was to immediately start saying, well, I, I would, Jesus, but, uh, but every time, every time I, uh, I try, people step in front of me. And he started making excuses. Isn't that like us a lot of times? That we start making excuses for why we are not here. We start making excuses for why we're not further along. And Jesus said, no. He said, do you want to be made whole? The question is, the question Jesus was asking to paraphrase, do you want me to fix this once and for all? Jesus could have said, do you want me to heal you of what's making you lame? He didn't say that. He said, do you want, me to, do you want to be made whole? Meaning that not only am I going to heal the physical ailment, but I'm going to fix your mentality. Because you got to understand, if, the man had been, if, if he was, back then, when people were impotent and when people were lame, all they could do is beg. There, there wasn't no American, American with Disabilities Act back then. All the people could do was just sit at the gate, sit at the temple, beg for stuff. And, but you got to realize he had been doing that for 38 years. You have to understand that this man had a mindset. 
If Jesus had just healed him, he would have still had the mindset of a beggar. He would still had the mindset of a man who was lame that couldn't do nothing with himself. But Jesus came to him and said, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be whole in your mind? Do you want to be whole in your emotions and whole in your body? And so many times we want God to, we want God to fix the symptom, but we don't want him to touch the problem. And God is saying, it's a mindset change. You look, he said, I, can, I don't even have to snap my finger. I can, I can twitch my nose and fix everything in your life right now. But if your mindset is not right, you're going to end up right back in the same. That's why the God said, that's why that's he said, we, we shouldn't be like a dog returning back to its vomit. You know, because a dog don't know no better. He got a mindset that I'm hungry. I just want to eat. And even if I eat what just came out of me, God said, I can heal you. I can deliver you. I can set you free. I can get you out of debt. I can save your husband. I can save your children. But what good is it going to do if you don't change your mind? I say, it's the state of your mind. I believe that there are many things that we are holding up all because the state of our mind is not conducive to the promise that God wants to fulfill. And as soon as you get your mind right, as soon as you get your mind right, as soon as you start thinking about, God, I got to start shaping. Many people want many people want a mate. Many people want a husband. Many people want a wife. But are you thinking like a husband already? Are you thinking like a wife? Or, 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 are you getting your credit together? Are you doing the necessary things you're supposed to do? Or are you just, are you just dreaming about us riding out on a horse and buggy and people blowing people throwing rice at us. Let me tell you something. All that stuff will go. You'll still be paying bills and you got to wake up and you got to look at that woman and you got to look at that man and two are constantly trying to become one. But it's a mindset. Tell somebody it's a mindset. Jesus asked the man, do you want to be made whole? Not that you want to be healed. God said, I got to fix your mind first. If I don't fix your mind, you're going to end up in the same spot. Aren't you glad that God is such a good God? That he'll withhold things from us that's going to end up being a curse to us? I thank God for every yes, but I also thank God for every no. Because he knew what I could handle. The word of God says, he knows how much, you know, much he knows how much we can bear. Yeah, but that, I, I want God to be able to say, I can give you more. I can give you more weight. But, but he's not looking at the strength. God is not impressed by our strength or our muscles or, or our physique. He's impressed with your ability of your mind to serve him. And if you get your mind right, your money will get right. If you get your mind right, your family will get right. If you get your mind right, tell somebody, get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. You got to get in the right state of mind so that you won't waste what God is trying to give you. Is this helping anybody today? Oh, God. The last one, the last one, the last one. Uh, oh, th th this is the last thing I'm going to give you right here. God can't complete what you won't commit to. I'm going to leave that out there. But God can't complete what you're not willing to commit to. Why would he heal the body if you're going to keep eating pork tenderloins? You're just going to just, just get a jar large. Just, I mean, just, why, why, why should he heal the body if you're reckless with the, one, with the organs that he gave you? Tell, about, tell, tell somebody, stay the mind, stay the mind. The last one is a determined, focused, and relentless mind. A determined, 
focused and relentless mind. Somebody say determined. Focused and relentless. Matthew the 15th chapter. 21st verse says this. It's a New Living Translation. Then Jesus left Galilee. He went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord. O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed with a demon and it torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. <laughs> Not even a word. Anybody feel like God just ignored you sometime? Yeah. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all of her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. Now look at this, y'all. Jesus ignored her, but he didn't send her away. <laughs> he ignored her. He didn't pay her no attention because he wanted to test. Do you really want this? He didn't send her away, even though the disciples said, this woman is begging Jesus. She's annoying us. Can you send her away? Jesus, he, he, he said, no, he turned to the woman. He acknowledged her. He said, so she's already been rejected once. Somebody said she's been rejected once. Then Jesus said, I was sent only to, uh, to help God's lost sheep, the people of uh, Israel. Tell, tell somebody he, re he rejected her the second time. But look, but she came, look at her response. <laughs> She'd been rejected once. He ignored her. Then he said, look, I'm sent to Israel. You're obviously not a person of Jewish descent, so I'm not sent to you. Look at her response. But then she came and she worshipped him. <laughs> what is your response when you hear a no? Pleading again, Lord, help me. Look at Jesus' response here. Then Jesus responded, it is not right to take food from the children and throw it to dogs. Come on now, y'all. Jesus first going to ignore the woman. Then he gave her an explanation and said, look, man, I, I, I would help you, ma'am, but I'm, I'm only helping, you know, my people. You're not one of my people. Then she's going to get down and worship him. You know, she started getting a soft spot for Jesus. She worshiped him. She pleaded. Jesus turned up the level of rejection again. He said, I'm not going to give the food that belongs to the children of God and give it to dogs. Now, y'all, that's an insult. Particularly in the Middle East. You ever seen people when, they, when they're hitting people with shoes and they're hitting statues? In the Middle East, that, that, that means that you are lesser than dirt, that you, you, are, you are like a dog. Jesus called a woman a dog. Now, many of y'all would have been like, now, wait a minute, Jesus. Now, what you're not going to do today, you're not going to be calling me no dog. You can ignore me if you want to. I get it. I get it that I'm, I'm not an Israel descent. I get I'm not a Jew. But what you're not going to do, <laughs> what you're not going to do, Jesus, you ain't going to sit up here and call me no dog. Now, wait a minute, Jesus. We're about to have a problem. Now, y'all know good and well. <laughs> response y'all y'all stop laughing y'all okay her response was this she said you know hey I'll give you that I'll give you that Jesus she said that's true Lord 
but look, 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 look at her relentlessness. Look at her, look at her resiliency, her, her, her mindset that you can, you can insult me all you want to. I'm not giving up. She said, that may be true. I may be a dog, but even the dogs are allowed to eat scraps that fall from the master's table. This woman got rejected three times, and the last time he insulted her and called her a dog. She said, you know what? That's cool. I'll give you that one, Jesus. I'm going to let you buy it with it this time. That's cool. But even the dogs get scraps from tables, which means you ain't got to give me a seat at the table. All I need to do is be in the room. And if I'm in the room, I've got an opportunity to get what's on the table. This woman had a determined, relentless and, and, and a focus I said look I don't care you can insult me all I want to all you want to I need what's in you Jesus your reputation precedes you and I need my daughter healed I need my daughter whole I need whatever it is and I know the only way I can get that solution that's in that dilemma of my life is if you give it to me so you can ignore me all you want to I'm going to keep coming you can, you, you can tell me I don't qualify I'm going to worship you to soften your heart you can you can even call me a dog. He said, that's cool. And you, look, throw me a scrap. I ain't got to have the whole loaf. All I need a crumb because the same thing that's in the crumb is in the loaf of bread. She was relentless. And look at Jesus' response. Finally, it got Jesus. Jesus said, dear woman, your faith is great. It's so great. Because of your great faith, your request is granted. And her daughter was healed instantly. Somebody stand to your feet. We're about to go. Somebody say, stay to mind. I just gave you three examples. These aren't all of them. But what I'm saying is that if you have a mind like Naaman, that I'm open to what God, whatever you want to do and however you want to do it. Because I know the plans that I, that I have for you, God told Jeremiah. You are the architect. The architect may never show up on the construction site, but he knows all the plans. They can call him in the middle of the night and he can look at the schematics. No, that goes here on the south wall, not the north wall. And God is the architect of our futures. He knows the way. He's the orderer of our steps. And I'm telling people of God, if if your mind would be open, somebody do like that. If you would just open your mind to the possibility that, God, you may use me at my advanced age. You may use me even though I don't have the degree and the pedigree. My mind is open. Somebody say, God, my mind is open. My mind is open, God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but my mind is open to however you want to do it. You may send somebody that don't look like me, that don't sound like me, that may even worship another God. But, God, I am open for you to use whoever you see fit to get me where I need to go. Somebody say, uh, somebody say, God, I'm open. 
God, I'm open. And not only did say, God, I'm open, but after that, God, God, I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm committed for you to do a complete thing in me. I don't want just the symptoms solved. God, I want you to do it completely. I want you to deliver me completely. I want you to establish me co- completely. Because many of us sometimes, we will go to God for relief rather than for him to rescue and to deliver us totally. We will, God, I want to, I, I can tolerate the pain at a five, but could you get it down from a 10 because it's hurting too much? God say, I want to completely and utterly deliver you from everything. You see, but you got to let me do it in your mind. You got to let me do it in your spirit. You got to let me do it in your emotions. Sometimes some people are going to have to come out of your life. I'm going to have to stall some other people in your life for you to be accountable to. But somebody say, God, do it completely. I need you to do it completely. But we need a complete mindset. We settle too much. We settle too much. We settle too much. And God said, I am a God of completion. I am a God that does things. My promises are yea and amen. Meaning I agree with my agreement. God said, when I do a thing, I do it to the fullest extent. When God, when God was creating the world in all those days, he sat down and said, it was good. But when he created man, he said, it was very good. God does things to completion. What has God started in you? that you have not let him complete. He who began a good work in you, he shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God said, I want you to have a complete mindset. And lastly, God said that I want you to have a determined and a focused and a relentless mindset. Somebody hold hands with your neighbor. I don't know what your state of mind is right now but God said I want you to refine it some more that the only way your the only way your life is going to be transformed is through a renovation of your thinking and so therefore you have to let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus Could it be possible that you got mama's thinking? You got mama's mind. You got grandma's thinking, how they approach things and how they struggle. But could it be possible, God, I am ready, God is saying, I am ready to revolutionize and change your world as soon as you renew and you renovate your thinking. You got to think like Jesus. You got to respond like Jesus. How are we going to know how to do that? We got to get to know him. I can almost finish my wife's sentences because of the time we've spent together. I know what her response is. I know what she say. I'm going to be right back. I know she ain't coming right back <laughs> to the store. I know she got three more stops on her. I know she do because I know her. But we should know Jesus that good, y'all. How are we going to conform and be like him? be like a person that we don't know and so many times we reserve getting to know him on a Sunday morning we reserve getting to know him when we get in trouble and we want we want to pray when the trouble is there but could it be possible the reason it's taking him so long is that he don't recognize your voice oh. who is that <laughs> I ain't heard who is that 
God said, I need you to renew your mind. And when you change your state of mind, the state of everything that, 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 that is involved in your life is going to change with your mind. You don't need another hand laid on you. You don't need another cataclysmic experience with God. You don't see, you don't need to see a, a hand, a hand the size of, cloud the size of a man's hand with, with matter and all that stuff. You don't need nothing deep. All you need him to do is to change your state of your mind. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that your word has found us where we are. We thank you that your word is life. Your word is a two-edged sword, Lord. It can cut one way and it can come and heal another, God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for showing us that it is our thinking, that nothing will change in our lives until we change the way we think about it, God. We change the way to our response. We change how we think about ourselves. God, we, think, we change how we think about you as a father. And God, we change how we think about our place in the kingdom of God that you saved us for more than just to miss hell, God. You saved us to perform exploits. You saved us to get glory out of our lives, God. You saved us, God, so that we can work signs, wonders, and miracles, and we can be a solution to a hurting humanity, God. Forgive us, God. For having a negative mindset, God. Forgive us for conforming to this world. For having worldly responses. Lord, forgive us, God, for having worldly outcomes and, and pursuing worldly advances and worldly pursuits. God, would you forgive us? Instead of seeking to have a mind in us which was also in Christ Jesus. God, we pray over our minds. If everybody would, just touch your mind. Just touch your mind. Just touch your mind. God, we're going to lay hands on our own self today, God. We thank you, Lord. Lord, it's the mind which, it is with the mind that we serve you, God. So we thank you right now, Lord, that our minds are being regenerated, God. Lord, you wipe out every negative thought. You wipe out every negative image, God. You, work, you, 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 you take out what, what mama said. We, you take the scar tissue out of our minds, God. That, things that, 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 that gives us flashbacks. And every time we try to make a progressive step forward, God, Lord, it snatches us back, God. Lord, we Lord take the scars out of the divorce, God. Take the scars out of the disappointments God Lord because we have to renew our mind Lord it is only the renewed mind that you're going to use God come on come on pray a prayer to God all to yourself come on come on begin to pray a prayer to God Lord renew my mind come on come on come on come on come on come on say God thank you Lord thank you Lord that you're changing my thought pattern you're changing my responses God Lord you're, re you're regenerating my memories God Lord you're wiping away those negative things God and you're, you're, you're letting me bring you're bringing to my remembrance God as the Holy Spirit said it would God you're bringing you're bring to remembrance God Lord that you love us God that we are righteous that you love us that we are made in your image you are, we are your children you, you, you are our father come on come on come on thank you for renewing your mind for, for imprinting on the hard drive of your mind for put, making a new impression yes God I thank you Lord for breaking a new impression on our minds Lord that we think differently about ourselves, God and we think differently about you God we think differently about our future God that you have anointed us and you have appointed us and you have commissioned us for greatness God yes God we thank you right even now Hallelujah. Come on, if you would, grab that hand of that neighbor beside you. Come on, and let's pray for that neighbor's mind right now. Come on, come on, let them know that they're not in it by themselves. 
Hallelujah. Come on, well, come on. Let them hear you audibly praying for your for your neighbor. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on. We, we, we bind the enemy of their mind. We bind it, we bind every negative word. We bind the enemy that comes at night to torment in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're gonna change our state of mind. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. We're gonna change the location, the state of where our mind is. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things of a good report. Lord, we're gonna think on these things, God. For it is with the mind that we serve you. It's with the mind that we serve you. We are capable. We are capable. We are anointed. We are appointed. Nothing can stop us. If you be for us, nothing can stop us. That is the mindset. I thank you, Lord, for the mindset of a champion. Thank you, Lord, for the mindset of a winner. That we are the head and we are not the tail. We are above only and we are not beneath, Lord. Lord, when we are met with adversity, Lord, let us think of how you are respond to it God let this mind be in us which was also in Christ Jesus Lord let us take the walls and the barriers down God so we let you in so that we let you in so that we let your spirit so we let your mindset permeate every fiber of our thinking God for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he God so we thank you Lord that you are changing our thoughts you are changing our responses you are changing even our emotions God Lord that we will not respond the way that we responded in the past God that you are you have renewed us we are regenerated have regenerated us all things are passed away behold all things are made new we are transformed by the constant renewal of our minds change our thinking God change our thinking you are not what your mama said about you. You are not what your ex-husband said about you. You are not what your ex-wife said about you. You are not, you are not the molestation. You are not the rape. You are not the disappointment. You are what God says you are. You are his child. You are his handiwork. That's what you are. But nothing will change until you think like it. You are the entrepreneur. You are the million dollar. You are the million dollar grossing business. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are the head and you are not the tail. You're not some lowly person. You are, there is greatness in your DNA. Yes, you are, but you won't get there unless you think. Oh, I hear the Lord saying, just like a baby is born, you're gonna come out head first. You're gonna come out head first. You won't, your body will follow where your head goes. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. If you think it, if you think it, God said, I can work with your thinking. Yeah, yeah, Brother Jay, you, you can get there, but you got to think like a millionaire. You got to think like you got a whole corporation. You got to think like it. Yes. Yes. I hear the Lord say, stop rehearsing your hurts. Stop rehearsing your hurts. Stop rehearsing your disappointments. Oh God, here it goes again. No, God said, no, 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 no. When the devil, see, the devil's gonna come with lying symptoms. His job is to come immediately to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you say, devil, I rebuke you, I do not receive that. I receive what God says about this matter. And the devil has to flee. The devil has to flee. The devil has to flee. It is in the mind. It is in the mind. If you're going to win it, you're going to win it in your mind. 
If you're going to be healed, you got to be healed in your mind. If you're going to be debt free, you got to be debt free in your mind. If you're going to start the successful business, you got to first do it in your mind. When everything physically in front of you doesn't look like it, it's got to look like it in the image of your mind. It's got to look like it. Look, 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 play it all over in your mind. Look, I can see Canaan. I can see the milk and honey. You're going to have to draw on what God has showed you. When everything around you that your senses see, touch, taste, feel, and hear, don't look like it. Don't feel like it. God, I pray the spirit of boldness in God's people that they reject every negative thought. That they cast down every thought and every high thing that exalted itself against the word of God. Lord, give us a keenness of recognition that that's not from God, so I dismiss it. I cast it down. I rebuke it. I will not ingest that into my mind in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're about to revolutionize our lives because we've made a decision to renovate how we think. Lord, we're so excited about what you're about to do. Lord, do something miraculous on this week just to show us that your word will never return void, God. I, 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 I hear the Lord say, just try me this week. Just try me. Just try me. Just try me. I, I will not fail you. Put me to the test and see if I don't sh- if I don't back up my word. I hear the Lord say, if you just change the way you think, and the way you think is going to change something that you do, and God said, I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. God said, I'm going to respond at the first change of your thinking. God, we love you today. We thank you that you do all things well. (laughs) We thank you, Lord, that from today, Lord, you're changing our thoughts. And you come to change our thoughts because you want to change our lives. Lord, forgive us for getting it backwards, God, that we're going to start head first. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn that hand loose and give God a praise. Come on, tell somebody, I changed my state of mind. Come on, tell somebody, I'm changing my state of mind. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.